Radio in right here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. You know, this is not my first National Football League rodeo, as you all know. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The hat is rakish, and I'm rakish in it. If you don't like it, have a more interesting life. Rich Eisen. Earlier on the show, columnist Pete Thamo. Two-time Super Bowl champion safety, Malcolm Jenkins. Coming up, 49ers tight end, George Kittle. You know, at the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow, have the same life that they had, same personal problems that they had. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Ah, yes, hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just said goodbye to Malcolm Jenkins, who hung with us in studio hour two. He was here for the ESPYs last night, um, and uh, Brockman, you were there, huh? I did. All right, later on in this hour, I want to. I want your impressions yeah. of an ESPY night. <laughs> Fun since, night. You know, it's been twenty years since I've experienced one, um, so uh, that'll be later on in this program. George Kittle is going to join us about twenty minutes time as he's making his way to the airport back home. Back to the I airport. guess after flying out wherever he went um, and creating a big kerfuffle uh, because I, I I created the kerfuffle. He's the one who tweeted out about somebody in an exit row putting multiple items in the overhead bin and and how that's a terrible thing. Um, and I said, hey, you know, first come, first serve. And apparently I'm a jerk for that. And so there you have it. George is about to join us on this program. Rich, I've always say stuff like that is the appeal of this show, right? Because not everyone uh, can be interested in sports all the okay, time. Okay. Like my mom, for instance. But when you talk about stuff like this, that the, the non-sports stuff that we get into, mm-hmm. that's stuff that everyone, you know, you can relate to this. Not everyone can relate to, you know, Tom Brady or, you know, LeBron. But yeah, this airplane stuff, this is what brings the people together. I'll accept that. Thank you. Yeah. And say hi, to, say hi to moms. Well, is moms she's probably, right? She probably hi, is. Hi, moms. Hi, moms. <laughs> um, he, so the second half of the baseball season has begun. The 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 uh, uh, I guess they're already, everyone's played half their season already. But uh, the All Star break's over, and um, Jose Altuve and the Astros are already wearing out Jordan Montgomery and the Yankees. That's what happens. Double header going down in Houston today. Houston's already up two nothing. Uh, on Jordan Montgomery and the Yankees, and this is two nothing. This is these are these are big games. Because the Astros are the ones who are as close to the Yankees as anybody else. They're just four behind the New York Yankees entering the second half of the season. And I will speak for everyone uh, in the New York Yankee fandom and organization. Uh, nobody wants to go to Houston and spend a game six and seven there at all. Rather, it be in the other direction. So uh, these games are big. It's a big doubleheader today to start things off for, for Houston and the Yankees, the two best teams clearly in the American League. Um, tonight, the Giants and the Dodgers uh, will will have uh, a renewal of acquaintances there to kick off the second half of the season uh, in Major League Baseball. I can't think of a more out-of-touch story. I can't think of something that doesn't... You, you just mentioned moments ago about relating, how people can relate. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a more out-of-touch story than... Scott Boris, agent of Juan Soto, who's going, who just turned down a four hundred and forty million dollar contract offer from the Houston, uh, from the Washington Nationals. And again, Scott cons- has said that there's a lot of fugazi, you know, smoke and mirrors about all that. Whatever. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't read the fine print in it, but him saying essentially that Juan Soto <laughs> had to fly commercial, that the Nationals didn't send him private aircraft didn't charter a plane for him to get to the all-star home run derby 
I can't think of something that fans would probably say, oh, you know, any anything other than get out of here. GTFOH with that stuff. We all know in this, I, mean, I guess that's what we've, we've reached the point in, in the 21st century where the court of public opinion, which is what always happens when a player needs to be re-signed with an organization and a city that's fallen in love with them, right? Again, I have this piece of paper on my desk since February 28th that has now, uh, just today on July 21st, become a relic. A over point. It's over. The Kyler Murray agent missive of February 28th on Kyler Murray stationery saying, what gives Arizona Cardinals in a letter written to the fans to basically win the battle of public opinion in an impending contract fight? Now the court of public opinion is trying to be swayed by an agent saying, ha, ah, the temerity, how dare this baseball organization not fly my client private to the all-star home run derby for which he would swing the bat for three hours and win $1 million, which I can tell you would cover the flight multiple times himself. <laughs> right. You know, you can bet on yourself or he's got, you make $17 million this year. Scratch the check. Then fly yourself. If you're dying to fly private, right. like, if, you can afford it. If you can't, you know, take your TSA pre-check. Clear situation. Clear, might, yeah. But don't you find it's weird if Use every other eyes. team does it? Huh? Don't you find it weird if every other team does it? So I mean, if the Astros do it, you know. They had multiple players in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? But if, if one team does it, great. Then they will be able to use that in free agency saying, why don't you come here? Come here and we'll take care of you. We fly our guys private. I mean, yeah, it's it's a bad look for the org. I mean, What's right after he, he says no to their contract, and then it's like, okay, cool. Now get yeah, your schlub your own way. Not just schlubbing, like everyone else. I'm just it is optics. Like if you want to go there now, you're going to be like, these are things that I think players will take into consideration. Was Juan Soto in seat 19D? He, like we he said swing, yesterday, he, he didn't he swing the bat. Was. He didn't swing the bat like he was in 19D. Oh, you know, he, yeah, that was good. the last second flight. I, I doubt he got first. I could not think about a more tone deaf way to try and win the battle of public opinion. Hey, Nats fans who watched Bryce Harper leave in division. Hey, Nats fans, when my guy signed somewhere else, don't blame my guy. He had a fly commercial. Come on, man. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't work. It's a, it, it becomes a pox on everybody's house. You know, certainly you make 17 million already. Whatever. Amazing. Uh, according to Bob Nightingale, 20 minutes ago, the yes. Nats have begun fielding preliminary offers for Juan Soto. Seven teams in the mix. Seattle. Mar- oh, they have the names. They have the teams. Yeah. Uh, Yankees. One of them? Yankees. Dodgers? Dodgers. Red Sox? No. Ooh. <laughs> I don't want to give up the young guys. Um, you said Seattle's in, huh? Seattle. Okay. San Diego? Slam Diego. San, Diego. San Francisco Giants, St. Louis Cardinals, and the New York Metropolitan. Hey! <laughs> Sandy Alderson is the WAGs. 
wags. <laughs> <laughs> they are ready. Without the pole? I, was, I don't think he no. parties like wags. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seven teams in the mix. All right. Here we go. Three NL West. Wow. Here we go. So one of those teams is going to be the ones winding up with Juan Soto in two weeks? Here so, maybe, you know? Wow. Price If the price is right. Red Sox aren't in. You got a problem with that? What do we give up? I, mean, I don't think we have the. I don't think we have enough to get to get him. So then you you got to be in it to win it. I would much rather resign Xander and Raphael Devers. Did you see <laughs> the story out of the Boston Globe? No, you had mentioned this. What what happened? That, it made me upset. Well, I mean, Devers confirmed it that the initial conversations between the two sides, mm-hmm. the Red Sox offered a comp for him. In their estimation, and it was Matt Olson. And I read that like he's a terrific player. He is a good player. Matt Olson, you mean? The guy, Matt Olson. Yeah. Like what, a hundred eighty million dollar contract that the the, the Braves right, yeah. bestowed upon him after they parted ways or they stopped negotiating with Freddie Freeman, or vice versa. I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get in the middle of all that. Eight um, for one sixty eight. Eight for one sixty eight. Come it, on, man. That's exactly right. If I'm Jesus. if I'm Rafael Devers, I'm like, look, he is a very good baseball player. And his market value is I mean, you know, that's it's a heck of a contract, but that is way low, way lower than what I'm thinking about. I mean and, and the the whole idea though is that if Devers hits free agency, the the industry sense is that his contract would begin with a two. Right. Like two hundred million and change. Yeah, like seven for two hundred. So maybe like not the three that he's looking for, but it would definitely start with a two, not the one that Matt yeah, Olson's contract starts with. And I read that, I'm like, uh oh. Well, Devers you, is only twenty five. I mean, and but the sense is that he won't finish most of his contract playing third. That's why they're competent with Matt Olson. Oh, D A D H. DH first. Yeah. Like he'd take a more poppy role in things. Probably smarter long-term. In the long-term, his, which is health. why they, they were setting his value at that. <laughs> Careful. You're not allowed to curse. I know. Don't, this, you, you mean. This Red Sox ownership is just so frustrating so, on uh, so I, many levels. They may get it done yet with Devers. Still time. I mean, I guess. But I read that. But oh, man. I don't want either one to go, Xander Dude, or Raffi, but I want to keep Raffi. you got to get in on Soto, no? I guess not. Uh, if you're not paying bets that money and you're comping yeah, Devers exactly. with Olsen, then I guess you're, you're, you're they have a philosophy that they will pay, but they're not going to go on these these, these seven, 10, 12-year well, contracts they're, they're, yeah, they're not worth go, three, four, five hundred exactly, million. They're, exactly. they're not in that game. No. They proved that with bets. Yeah, they're not in the twelve-year, three hundred fifty. They're not in that game. Or, yeah, the Red Sox are not in that game, which stinks because they have lots and lots of money. <laughs> Lot, like lots. Is of that it. your professional sense? Like lots of it. Like they own Liverpool, the, the soccer club. Like, what are we doing? I know that. Among other writers. Among other. They others. just bought the Penguins. Like, like what is happening? Do you have some baseball music for me? Yeah. Do you have it the other day? Oh no, I can't play that. 
You couldn't play that day? Oh, yeah, that could flag. I got in trouble. You got, got flagged. I got, in, oh, I got in trouble. Yeah, okay. Uh-oh. All right. Um, you've got, with, with the second half yeah, of the yeah, season yeah. beginning. So we have Probably. some, uh, what's more likely, baseball. Baseball, what's more likely? For the rest of the season. All right, season. let's hit it. We'll do that, and then we'll the get season. to George Kittle. Have a nice, fun conversation with George. Go Love for it. it. Chris Love Brockman. It. All right, let's start with Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. We got a whole line. More likely. Never say never, but never. Okay, let's rock that back. Yeah, okay. I, can't have it. I, I gotta do my dance, Mike. Like, I gotta do my dance. For music. What? It's like, What's sorry, more Mike. likely? Re-rack. Never say never, but Thanks, Mike. never. All right, guys. Re-rack. Let's give our friend Sean Mitchell at home the appropriate endpoint. Okay? <laughs> Everybody be quiet. Hey, I'm just Get the drop ready one more time. Hold on. Hit it. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, what do you have over there, Chris? Right, let's start with Juan Soto, talking a lot about him. All right, what's more likely? Juan Soto ends up in New York with either team or anywhere else. I'll go New York. Is that just because you want it, or what do you think? I think the Yankees won't get him. I think T.J. Jefferson, when it's all said and done by the end of this month, will be a very happy camper because if I'm the New York Metropolitans and I've already got – Pete Alonso, right? And I've already got Francisco Lindor, and I've got an owner who says, I am not Bobby Axelrod. Move on, okay? But he's got Bobby Axelrod-type fundage, <laughs> okay? And he doesn't care, and he doesn't care about luxury tax. All he cares about is walking around New York City as the owner of a World Series champion, New York Metropolitans, and that's all he cares about. And Met fans who spent 25 years waiting for the Wilpons to finally open their wallets and then find out that Bernie Madoff caused a lot of problems for them, that this franchise and this fan base, to get Juan Soto in this town on top of all of that, with Scherzer and everybody, they can win this year, and they can also win for years to come and win the battle of the back pages over the Yankees because that kid comes here, I think they do it. And T.J. Jefferson, am I wrong or am I right? What do you think? Come to a Swan Soto. Come to New York. The pizza's delicious. The hot dogs are great. The nightlife is stupendous. I mean, come on. There's all types of culture in, in every. He, he wants to be in Queens. Is this seven, seven train? Come That's on. the what's more likely. Seven train to Queens? That's your what's more likely. All right. Let's because, go. you know, San Diego's got to pay. Like, uh, what rock did they kick I've... over? They're paying Machado and they're going to pay. They paid Tatis. They're going to pay him, too. Really? Yeah, I don't know how. Or it's just before you move on, what uh, Carl Ravick explained the other day is send the prospects. You got them for two years, and then you let them go. Right, like a win-now button. He's got two more years. A win-now button. Right. Yeah. Let's go. What else you got over there? All right, the two favorites in the uh, NL, uh, excuse me, the AL for MVP, Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. What's more likely, Aaron Judge gets to 60 bombs this year, or Otani goes back-to-back. And the Angels missed the playoffs. Oh, 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 man. Judge has been terrific. What a He's going to have to keep up a nice pace to get to 60. Is he on pace for it right now? Um, let me see. Is he homered already yet today? I don't know. The Yankees have the bases loaded, right, uh, actually, in the top of the, the top of the third inning. Um, no, he hasn't. He hasn't homered I'll go Otani goes back-to-back and they miss the playoffs. That's more likely. I'll do that one. Man, he's so good. Otani? Yeah. Oh, it's unreal. Understatement. But you, may, you they may have already reached that. Well, we've done that once already. 
How though? I, I don't know. I, we're just gonna have. We're just gonna be complacent and take Otani for granted already. Correct. By the way, Matt Carpenter's up with the bases loaded right now. Babe Carpenter's up. What else you got over there, Chris? <laughs> His mustache. All right. Bigger oh. factor on the mound when they come back from injury when they return. Jacob Degrom, Walker Bueller. Did you see Degrom already had his uh, his sim start push back a couple days? He's a little soreness, so they proceeded with caution. I'll go Degrom. When's Bueller coming back? Bueller. Is he supposed to come back? Bueller. I, that sounded dangerous to me. December, I feel I'll like go with Degrom's. That's more likely right there. All right, your two longest playoff droughts in Major League Baseball right now: Seattle and the Phillies. Who's more likely to end the playoff job Seattle. this year, Mariners or Phillies? Seattle. Both are in currently in playoff position. Both are currently in. I'll go Seattle. I'll say Seattle. 14 wins in a row, and that kid, man, Fire. that kid, that kid, Julio Rodriguez. Superstar. Man. I know, right. and I think they're just going to get better and stronger. I'll go with Seattle on that front. All right, last one, guys. Last one. What's more likely? Let's look way, way ahead to October. What's more likely, a Subway Series or Dodgers-Astros World Series rematch? Mm. Subway Series, baby. That's, I mean, I called this go. months ago. Let's Subway go. Subway Series. Go. And this Bring time, it. take Bobby Valentine and his, clowns, his, his, his clown glasses and get rid of it. It's Buck this time. Buck for the Mets taking on the Yankees Ooh. in the World Series Come with Juan yes. Soto batting cleanup. Oh, that. oh yeah. Come on. I'm taking I those, deserve I'm this. I'm taking that two weeks off. But oh, I, I think, I think their that. Subway Series is coming up shortly, as a matter of fact. Oh, but, is it? By the way, Rich, I'm just going to have to let you know that when that does come to fruition, yeah. I'm, games? I'm going to have to miss a, a, yeah, a show. Yeah, going to the games. Says Mr. Like, oh, like yeah. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mr. I think I've earned the right to miss one, and I feel like when the Mets beat the Yankees in the World Series, he actually goes. You know? Oh, I'm going to that one. Too cheap to buy tickets? Am I? Yeah, really? yeah, he ain't doing it. He ain't it's going. never been about cheapness. He ain't going. No. He ain't going. First of all, are you calling me cheap, him? I thought he, he was, you always. The clam lockjaw next to me? Yeah. Are you kidding Look, me? At least, at least one of the tickets could be covered by selling the ping pong table from The Price is Right. Hey. That's true. Or I could just hope that one of my friends is singing the national anthem again, but this time before, actually. Oh. Yeah, you want to go for free. I mean, that's, you know, oh, before I, 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 I spend say, 900 yeah. on a yeah. ticket. Is yeah. that is that a, uh, a humble brag? That was Buster. Uh, no, remember we talked? aggressive Demi Lovato name drop? <laughs> yeah. Is that what that was? Okay. Well done. I'm just checking next What's time. More likely, What's more likely? TJ Jefferson baseball. gets a, a Demi Lovato phone call or uh, pays for the tickets himself? Ooh, phone call. I think so, too. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'll take the phone call. Let's take a break. <laughs> next phone call is from George... Kittle. Let's go. George Kittle, who's 19D. Such a nice guy <laughs> flying, and I'm the jerk. Coming up. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Oh, Babe Carpenter hit a hot shot to first, and uh, Gurriel snagged it, stepped on first. Double play, Yanks getting no runs. That's too bad. Load the bases, nobody. <laughs> uh, that's a shame, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a shame. It happens that's, once in a while. That's a shame. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Seinfeld, you know what today is? On this, date, on, this, no, on this date in 1988. On this day. On this date in 1988, the New York Yankees, Seeing that they had an opportunity to strengthen their lineup from the left side, decide to trade a prospect named Jay Buhner away wow. for Ken Phelps to the Seattle Mariners. They Phelps. sent Jay Buhner to Seattle for Ken Phelps. Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. what's the word for it? Stunk <laughs> on ice. <laughs> and Jay Buhner, as we all know, went on to be part of a magical run for the Seattle Mariners mm-hmm. going on uh, in the 90s. Remember, Ken and, Griffey said if something happened to him, he'd have Jay Buhner raise his kids. And then led to one of the greatest moments in sitcom history. What the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for? He <laughs> <laughs> had home runs over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, Buhner was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. <laughs> Larry David is George I mean, Steinbrenner just, visiting the Costanzas to talk about the passing of their friend, uh, of their son, George. Frank Costanza sitting next to Estelle, and you could see as Estelle was walking through things, what happened to George with George Steinbrenner. <laughs> Standard Jerry Stiller playing Frank Costanza stewing on the couch. You just watch him fidgeting on the couch, and he finally bursts out. What the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for? I remember exactly where I was. I was in the living room of my apartment in Redding, California, where I was getting my first TV chops. Amazing. And I remember falling off the couch laughing hysterically. (laughs) I remember well, because again, we it, hated that trade. In the baseball Yankee fans people hated uh, that trade. Steinbrenner's defense: Ken Phelps did have a good bat in three full seasons with Seattle. I know, 24, 24, 27 home runs. No, what did he do for the Yankees? What did he do for the Yankees? He was bad. What did he do for the Yankees? <laughs> Go for it. What do you uh, got for me? Ten yeah. bombs in eighty-eight. Yeah, 
and then seven bombs in an 89. Awful. Everybody knew that Jay Buhner was special, and Seattle fans enjoyed the fruits of his labor for a very long time. Very long time. Jay Buhner, 310 career home runs. One of the best (laughs) moments in Seinfeld history. (laughs) Hilarious, and it was on this date in 1988 that the Buhner for Ken Phelps trade, my baseball people said Ken Phelps trade, went down. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So it was uh, yesterday's program, because I follow this man on Twitter, uh, because everything he does is amazing. I love him. I don't care who knows it. He tweeted out, uh, he's on a flight, and somebody in his, uh, guy next to me in the exit row put two bags in the overhead. Thoughts on this. I gave my thoughts on this, wound up with a blogger uh, calling me a jerk. Somebody who blogs on, on airplane travel and etiquette. Called me a jerk. So I figured, let's get him on the phone. And he joins us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line right now. The one and only. The Pro Bowl individual, all pro individual, as well as tight end of the San Francisco 49ers. George Kittle here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, George? Rich. <laughs> My guy. I got a, a couple things for you real quick. One. Yes, George. You know, it doesn't surprise me you being a Michigan guy and all. That's how you treat people on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Two, yes, what's did you two? say hilarious? Uh, yeah, kind of sometimes. Yeah, hilarious. I learned, I've learned a lot about you in the last 24 hours, Rich. <laughs> learned a lot. Mr. 19D, George Kittle, joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so now walk me through what happened on this plane flight. Yesterday, George, what happened? No, Walk me through it. You know, uh, Rich, you know, I'm all for, you know, being the first on the plane. If it's Southwest, I feel like that's way more of a scramble. Like, that's kind of a, you know, oh, yeah. elbows, fist fights. You know, you're trying to get to your seat, get the best seat, got to get the exit row. But, you know, I'm flying Delta, nice airline, yep. you know, enjoying, yep. enjoying myself. <laughs> you know, I, I got a, um, I, it was a late plane ticket, so there was no, no seats available. I was actually, I was in 25B, which is not even an exit row, and then an exit row, just middle seat popped open, so okay. I switched to it. Okay. Get on the plane, and I'm on it first in my row, and, you know, obviously I'm in the middle seat, so I know I'm going to get up at least once. And yep. Guy, little, guy right behind me, um, about 5'6", <laughs> pops on, and he throws his roller bag and his backpack both in the overhead compartment, mm. right? And sits down right next to me, and and also this guy—he's probably a great guy. Didn't talk to him all. He slept the whole way. Bless his heart, gave me all the space I needed. So he was a great travel companion. But he's, his feet don't even go underneath the seat in front of him. So my my thought is, why would you not just put your backpack down there? So then someone next to you can use the overhead compartment. It's not like he had two roller bags or anything like that. Like I understand that, but he had a small backpack that could have fit underneath him. So I was just curious what you know the world's you know, air, you know, flying etiquette was. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I learned a lot about you yesterday. So what was your crowd? What did, what did your crowdsource glean uh, on that subject matter? What did you crowd? What did, what did the crowd say when you're crowdsourcing uh, it? George? I say, I would say about 5% of them um, went with you. They, they said it's a free for all. And then about 90%, I'd say the other 5% was, I'd say 15% was asking questions okay. like, oh, well, maybe it was his wife's and he was caring for her. Yeah. People look, people read between the lines way too much on Twitter. That's just, it is what it is, black and white. He had Correct. two bags by himself, threw them up there. So he was by himself. Um, but I'd say about 80% of Twitter is pretty angry at him, which I agree with. I, I'm all about, you know, mannerisms. You sit in the middle seat, you get both armrests. Like, I thought that was established. Like, I thought we were civilized people out here. <laughs> 
So, um, okay, what I said was, is that when you get on, you know, you use your space best you can. And I'll be honest with you, I, 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 I would normally take my, my rolly and put it up, and then my backpack, I would put that under the seat in front of me. But if there was, if there was extra space, I would then throw it up there. That's what I would oh, do. Sure. You know? Rich, I'm with you there, too. Okay. sitting there, and it's like half-empty flight. Oh, for sure, throw your stuff up there. I don't care where it goes. But it was a it was a totally full flight minus one seat in the back. So it's just like, you know, there could be someone on there that needs to put a bag up there. Do you really need your backpack up there when again, nothing against just I nothing against short people. But if your feet don't touch the ground on the seat in front of you, do you really need to not have your backpack in the seat underneath in but front of you? In exit row, were you allowed to put the seat underneath a bag in this in the seat in front of you on an exit row? Sometimes I'm I'm told I can't. You know? Tell me one flight you've been on, one airline that has done that. I mean, are you flying Spirit religiously here? <laughs> no, just usually they don't. They don't want anything on the ground yeah, in front of in front of that exit door. Sometimes they don't want anything on the ground. But if you can stuff it underneath, then I think it's all okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Because I mean, the the wonderful flight attendant from Delta yesterday said, "Please," she said, "Hey, sir, can you please put your backpack under just a little bit oh. more in case of an emergency?" And I said. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for asking me so much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an exact quote? Is that a verbatim transcript of the exchange? Oh, you know you're change? right, Rich. Hey, there's one thing I will never be rude to. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not rude to anybody. I know that. Flight attendant because they deal with a lot of people out of there. But I'm not going to be one person they deal with. I'm going to be a nice, smiley face, looking right at them and listening to them what they need from me. All right, so George Kittle. So you sit down in the middle seat and and boom, are right. Right arm, left arm, right, right on those, and you get the back. You get the back part of the uh, of the uh, armrest, right? You, you get the back, or are you, are you a front armrest guy? Where do you put your arms on the armrest? Um, what do you got on that? Well, so this is my thing. If I'm if I'm ever because I I would prefer to travel first class. That's how I like to fly. I could not yesterday, mm-hmm. but if I'm ever on the like if I'm in the aisle or if I'm even I'm more of a, I'm a window seat guy. I don't know. That's kind of weird for some people. That's I like to me against the window. Me too. Because I like to, I like to leave my head against. It. I like to sleep the whole time. You also don't want to get up. Who wants to get up, yeah. George? I get yeah, up. I don't want. If you have to go to the bathroom, I don't want to get up two times for you in like <laughs> it's been five minutes. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to do that. So I sit in the window and I sleep. Yeah. And yeah. the person in the middle seat gets both armrests. I don't care if it's front. I don't care if it's back. Now, if they're not using them and you're on the side, you can definitely use it. But if they're using it, you got to give them the middle armrest. Like we talked about, like Big Cat and PFT are big on this. I'm part of my take. They've argued about this too. It's you get both armrests, and it's I don't know. People that don't respect that are barbarians to me. <laughs> what was our big to do about that years ago, Chris? Did we sit? Where... We actually didn't have. It wasn't a take we had. We just kind of threw up a poll, which is what. And I forget what it was, but it went super viral. Over oh, about about votes. an armrest, right? Yeah, about the middle seat armrest. Did yeah. I say that you 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 you're not like you're not supposed to get both armrests if you're in the middle seat? Did I say something like that? Rich, I, I you think, are just rich. You're diabolical, man. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I think, think you were consistent I? with it's just kind of first you get, come if you first. Get there first, you, you stake your claim like the old west. Yeah. Now, Mike, you said you threw out your arm once because some guy got both armrests. Did you, George? Did Did you know that you could get hurt if you don't? Oh, you know, hey, I've gotten I've gotten in some elbow shoving matches back in my day. I definitely <laughs> have. You couldn't lose those though, right? You won those. You oh, had to win those. No, no. I it usually comes down to like I had a guy. I was sitting middle seat, and a guy knocked my elbow off so he could oh. take it. Oh. And I just stopped and I just looked at him. Oh. And I stared at him until we made eye contact. And this was, I mean, I was in college, I think, for this. 
And so, like, I'm not, you know, big strap, but I'm not, you know, like, no one knows who I am or anything like that. But I just stared at him until he looked at me. And then I just took my elbow and I just shoved it against his. And I knocked it off. Oh. And then he looked at me again and he didn't touch the armrest again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm saying, like, you shouldn't have to establish dominance. I, like I said, it, we're, you know, it's a society. We're all in this together. And it just makes no sense to me how you can think that you get the aisle seat, all that leg room, and you get both armrests. Like, we're, we're spoiled as a society, Rich, and I just don't know if I'm okay with that. That's some Hawkeye toughness right yeah. there. That's Hawkeye toughness right there. You, you, yeah, it's definitely not the Michigan blue and gold. Blood. <laughs> Excuse me, it's maize. Form. It's maize. Okay, it's not gold. It's maize. That's the official. That's the official color. It's maize yeah. and blue. Okay. Whatever you say, you guys get so sensitive over there sometimes. I swear. George Kittle here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show. Okay, so what's your two? This is the one you didn't respond to. Uh, uh, by the way, we were going back and forth on Twitter all day yesterday. You didn't respond to this one, George. What's your two cents on reclining? I don't get the... Oh, okay. So this is my take on reclining. Yes. Um, I always I always look behind me. If there is a tall gentleman behind me, I recline it a little bit. If there is space behind me, I'll go full back. And I'm also okay with someone to lean it full back on me if they can. Like, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I got, I got no issues with that. But, so, like, again, Rich, I, I sometimes struggle when there's, like, a... When a person whose feet don't touch the ground and they take up all that space, it just it mildly torques me just a little bit. I but, will say that. But the button's there for you to use. The I, I agree. Seat reclines I totally agree. like no, you. I no, mean, how about this? How about this, Rich? Yeah. I just think when people put it back, they should just be like nice about it, and not just slam it back. Mm. Like you know, they're just Easy going back. at it. They're listening to head bop in the '80s rock music. So it's so. So I'll casually slide it back, so in case you know, like someone's leaning forward, I don't sure. hit their head or something like that. Yeah, I've had guys before to just throw it back at me, and I was like, "Jeez, Louise, guy, you just <laughs> gave me a concussion." Because you're, I mean, body weight can carry the seat back. So what? what so what's the ratio? You look back, you could sense somebody's like six two, so you got a forty five degree. You don't go the full. You don't oh, go the full. No, Is no. It? When I say tall, I'm talking like six six five and above. Oh. Minimal. Okay. Like I'm talking like a lot. I'm like an athlete. If I see an athlete, mm. I'll be respectful. But a majority of the time, I'll go full recline. Now, is this the, is this what it is? Is this what it's like on the Niner team plane as well? Like, is this is this the the etiquette? Like, who who sets the etiquette for the 49er team flight? Is that what it oh, is? What do you got? You know what? I got two things for you. Well, one, bless bless Jed York's heart. Uh, he's wonderful. We have a massive plane, and everybody, you either get so it's it's like it has three seats on the side, four in the middle. I think, and then three on the other side. Wow, that's a so wide body. Damn. That's a big one. So if you're – and so they also uh, – Richard Sherman, uh, he got <laughs> – if you're a, one of the starters, you get to be in one of the recliner beds too. He got us that one a couple years ago, bless his heart. Oh, Richard Sherman. Yeah, sure. That's throwing Richard elbows. Sherman, he's, yeah, he's wonderful. So Thank does, you, Rick. does Trent Williams, does he do, – do, do you recline back into his seat or, or what? What happens? No, so, like I said, the starters get those – well, they get like the beds. We get the bed seats if you're a starter, which is <laughs> it's awesome. Williams does sit in front of me, but you're in the bed seat, it doesn't affect the person behind you at all. So does that mean Trey Lance gets the uh, gets the bed seat now? So what happens now? Uh, well, that's a nice segue right there, trying to get me to talk about something like that. Wow. You know, I will say Trey was hey, he was back, you know, where the rookie sit. Uh and okay. who yeah. know you know, who knows? I don't know what our quarterback room looks like right now. All okay. I know is that I'm driving into an airport and a nice <laughs> Minneapolis airport and looks really nice right now. What about this one? Did you did you move into row nineteen in support of Debo? Did you do that? 
Wow, that's smooth. <laughs> that was actually, dude, you're on one. Did you? Who writes these for you? I will say that I. Uh, By the way, that th- those were two. Those were two items. I just try to put in the overhead with you right now. He was now. very proud of the 19D very- this morning, George, before <laughs> yeah. the show. Yeah, he probably thought of that one. Yeah, who gave you that one? <laughs> you're incredible. No, I like I said, it was the only seat available, yes. so I just kind of clicked on it and. You know, 19D for 19 Debo? Wow. That's it. I do support Debo, though. I hope he gets all of his money. That man deserves it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. So, uh, all right. So, you're going to the airport now. Uh, are are we big chair on the way home? We got uh, we got that secure? Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're fine. I'm flying uh, first class to okay. California. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, and, we're good. It's, it's also... It's, um, yeah, it's, it's very nice to be able to do that. And I'm very happy that I'm able to do that now because the amount of flights I've taken, not even an exit road, being six, four is not the most fun. Of course not. So, and then you went out, you went out to Minnesota, right? I, I saw on your, your, uh, your IG, right? You went out, yes. uh, you dropped a puck. Did you drop a puck somewhere? I did drop a puck. You know, it's funny. So it's called the, the beauty league. Cause there are a bunch of buttes out there and it's a summer league for all the NHL college players that live in minnesota or the minneapolis area during the off season and um they're like hey they try to get me on skates i was like i think uh john lynch would uh kill me That's if right. i try to do that right now so not gonna do that one um uh, but you know they I, I gotta drop a puck and they actually you know they didn't even let me drop it like ceremonially like like a ceremony thing where they get out of the ring they literally had me drop the puck and game started as i dropped the puck wow so all of that Nothing, cer- nothing ceremonial. You literally started a competition with it. I did. It's a, it's fun too. It's uh, it's only it's two twenty minute periods. It's four on four. It's uh, it's an absolute riot. Like I, I had an absolute blast out there. Did you see the way? Um, who dropped the puck? Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Did you see that video at some point? I did. He threw it. They said, <laughs> he, he's just. Oh, I, so he's showed up. I've never dropped the puck either. And they were like, "Hey, come drop the puck." And I, was, and I asked. I said, "How do you drop the puck?" <laughs> Like, let's just give me a quick coaching tip. Yeah. Okay, I'm good now. Let's do it. Yeah, you kind of hold it out like like you like you're like you're timing a forty with a stopwatch, right? And then you you take it and you throw it down. But but Micah just went out and just he just kind of dropped. He flipped it. Like, is that it? It was like he was tossing the quarter in like a mall well <laughs> that you make a wish in. No, that's funny. Oh my no, god. No, Mike. Yeah, Micah. He just he's, there's a lot of torque in there. He's still learning how to use. <laughs> he's got a lot of torque. Hey man, George, thanks for the time. Thanks for the content yesterday. Not gonna lie, uh, that was great. And um, so you head to training camp next week. So is this your last travel before training camp? That's yes, it. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I'm heading out a little bit early to you know go hang out with my QBs and um, you know go see if I you know just go hang out in the California sun, get used to that heat a little bit. You oh know? yeah. So how was just if you got another minute? How was Lance at the uh, at the tight end university? I, that was the last time we spoke that he was going to come out there. With you guys. I know my guy Trey unfortunately couldn't make it. Oh, okay, all right. That's actually I told him I'm going to have to give him a hard time about that for the foreseeable future until he throws me a touchdown pass. So, well, that'll be week one. <laughs> that'll be week one. I look forward to Where that. Look at you speaking things into existence, that's, Rich. That's what I do for a living. For all the Niners fans listening, I didn't say that he did. That's what I do for a living, George. I do that for a living. Um, you really do. You're one of a kind, Rich. All right, safe flight. Uh, hopefully, somebody behind you is only six four and below. Um, and oh, no, uh, I'm going to go four recline for this. I'll be asleep here in about one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself, George Kittle. You're the best. Yes, you Th- fellas. Thank you for having me on, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, George, ladies and gentlemen, George Kittle.
What a legend. George Kittle, passenger extraordinaire. <laughs> Fantastic. What a legend. Could you imagine somebody gets into oh, an elbow-shoving match what over an armrest with George Kittle? I'm looking to at the point To the point where George feels compelled to match eyes with you? I mean, what do we do? George, do is, do not, George is not one of those, yeah. I got to match eyes with you, like, but you imagine? I mean, it's like, all right, so have the whole why do I feel like you couldn't put something underneath your seat in an exit row? No, uh, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So depends. Your seat, your seat. If there's room, you can't put it in front because it can't come out into the exit row. I just did some research okay. about that. So it can't slide out from in front of you. You can put it under your seat if there's room. Okay. So physically. So let me, let, then let me just explain to people one more time. I get on the plane to make sure <laughs> that my carry-on bag is stowed. I don't want the situation that you found yourself in, TJ, mm-hmm. which is we're oversold. You came on too late. There's no room for you. You've got to check it. I just don't want. I don't want to deal with the check bag if I don't have to. So I'm first in, first up, first on. And as you could see, uh, my family kind of doesn't like that. <laughs> but I am who I am, and I only know one speed. So I come on the plane. I get on the plane, and I use the overhead bin best I can. If I have my knapsack with me as well, I am not going to throw that on in in that overhead bin. I'll put it in the seat in front of me or the exit row if it does fit underneath. I'll do that, but if there's space, I'm throwing that up there. I will take I will take two spots. Is that a problem? That's a problem. I guess I'm a jerk then. I'm a jerk flyer. Let me try one more time. <laughs> Magic eight ball. Magic eight ball. <laughs> Signs point to yes. Am I a jerk flyer? Signs point to yes. It says it is decidedly so. Uh, (laughs) Rich. What is this ball now? It's a fact. Okay. Take a break. We'll wrap up this show and get you set for who's on tomorrow. Kevin Bacon's on tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Footloose. Oh, baby. That's how we're rolling into Friday. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. We had uh, Jerry uh, on the show just a couple of weeks ago, Larry, and I asked him, how come Steinbrenner himself never appeared on Seinfeld? And he said Steinbrenner shot a scene, but it was so bad you cut it. Is that a true story? True story, yeah. What was so bad about it? We brought him out, I think, for the last show of the 95 season. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not quite sure um, when it was, but... Um, he flew out on his private jet to do the show mm -hmm. and flew back that day. And okay, he did it. And uh, then I, I go into editing and I'm watching the show. And oh my God, he was so awful. <laughs> he was so bad. It was, you couldn't use it. It was much better from behind with my voice, <laughs> you know, than actually seeing the real, the real guy doing it. Right. So that was a scene where he was with Costanza? With, he with... was with Elaine in a restaurant, I think. Okay. And um, I had to call him up and tell him he was cut. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? I called Yankee Stadium. I said, it's, uh, I want to talk to Mr. Steinbrenner. It's Larry David. He got on the phone. Yeah. I said, uh, um, Mr. Steinbrenner, it's Larry David calling from the Seinfeld Show. Yes, yes, Larry, what is it? I said, um, I said I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this. He said, Come on, you can tell me I'm a big boy. I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> but you slipped back, back in that voice. It's yeah, like right. I bike. slipped right back in, right. And I said, I'm, you know, I've been cut from the show. And uh, I, I said, it's, it's not your fault, but it's just you know, the scene wasn't working. And uh, that was it. How do you take it? <clears throat> he was a big boy. He took it well. <laughs> so he, yeah. he told you how he was going to take it. And he actually and, and, took and it And well. actually took it, yeah. George Steinbrenner and Lane. Wow. I would never have guessed. I would have thought that there would have to have been a Costanza George moment. I, right I there. know there was an Elaine scene. I don't okay. know. There may have been a George scene. I'm not right. sure. I don't remember. How did you enjoy playing Steinbrenner? Did you have a blast doing that? Oh, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I had a, I had, yeah, What's I had your favorite fun. one where you were Steinbrenner? What was it? I think probably something. I remember the calzones. The calzones. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. George had to get the calzones. Yeah, the calzones. Yeah. <laughs> It's as great as it gets, man. Yep. On the actual anniversary, what is it? Let me do the math here. Good Lord. Has it been 34 years since Jay Buhner was traded for Ken Phelps? Ooh. 34 years ago today. It's a long time. What the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for? That's his reaction I mean. to Steinbrenner calling to say that their son was dead. <laughs> And then, We're missing. And then he leaves uh, Jerry, the, the greatest voicemail ever. It's like, George is dead. Steinbrenner's here. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs>
That's right. I forgot about that. Fantastic. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rogue ST driver. You should use one I use one. I love it because it's not just the knowledge that the science that this stick has been built with the speed tune that Callaway has used to make the fastest, most stable driver ever with a new tungsten speed cartridge that gives you more speed on off-center hits. It provides more forgiveness thanks to high MOI. It helps you knowing that and using it over and over again. You, you just have nothing but confidence standing over the golf ball. You feel like you're going to kill it every time. All you got to do is just make a nice, easy swing and make a good pass through it, and you know you are going to crush it. Most golfers fit into the max because of an incredible combination of distance and forgiveness. There's four different types of Rogue ST drivers built for every player. The Max D is for a dedicated draw model. If you need more shape correction, if you need something more low spin, the Max LS. If you're one of those true players, compact low spin, the tour players love the Rogue ST Triple Diamond LS. Callaway's thought through every aspect of speed, so all you've got to do is go Rogue. Find your Rogue ST driver at CallawayGolf.com slash go Rogue. Kyler Murray's been paid, people. That one's done. Check that box. I'm telling you, Debo's going to get paid, and I think Lamar Jackson will get his contract to his liking. That'll happen. Um, what about DK Metcalf? What's going on there with DK Metcalf? What do you think? I would say. What's going on there? I'd pay him. I would pay him. Absolutely, I'd pay him. I would try to trade for him. Why would they give him up? Why would he want to play with Drew Locke and Geno Smith? Because they're quarterbacks that, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he likes living in, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to live in Seattle? Everyone from Seattle basically doesn't talk about their town because they don't want you moving there. It rains Traffic a lot. gets worse all the time. It rains a lot. Uh, I mean, cloudy a lot. They got good coffee. Is that your assessment of Seattle? Yes. Very good. Cloudy and coffee. <laughs> cloudy, good coffee. Yep. I'd, Great why coffee. wouldn't you? Top five receivers in the league, go. Well, we did this last week, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> I was in. What? I was in Italy. You know what I mean? I was in Italy buying my rakish hat when you did that, Chris. Yes. I was thinking that maybe tomorrow we have we take all of our picks for quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and team, and then just have Rich kind of gauge. See what Rich thinks. Yeah, and then like yeah. tell, don't tell him which one of the three of us picked them, and just have him look at the oh, list okay. and mean, say, I, I just pulled mine up. I was going to give you the top five. I don't have D. I don't have uh, DK in the top ten. How about Oof. that? That's crazy. You don't have DK Metcalf in the top 10. Who do you take out? Well, I haven't even thought about it yet. No, if you read your list and this this whole... uh, Let me do your list. Do you want me to to read you mine? No. Here's my top 10. I'll start in reverse order for TJ. I know he hates it when people start with number one. He just went. CeeDee Lamb, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel... Jamar Chase. You think you would take CeeDee Lamb over DK Metcalf? Yeah, yeah, because of the player throwing him the ball. I would take Dak Prescott over Drew Locke. <laughs> so, yes. Ooh. I would take Tom Brady over Drew Locke. I would take Tom Brady over everybody. But this is not this is not about who's throwing. Well, then well, how, does kind of, get, how does he get numbers? Yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. Just measuring God. them and... Well, I mean, so you're going to... If I ask you your list of your top running backs in the league, don't do it. Top running back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But as you're saying, you've got to you got to consider the offensive line in front of him. I mean, honestly, that that what type of offense are they? I'm in? Yeah. talking about just ability, pure ability, doing what you need to get done, having that person come on, making sure that the entire week leading up 
to the game. Okay. I am wearing the hat. <laughs> I know. It's the hat that <laughs> I was where I was probably purchasing. Did you do it on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week? Uh, let's see. Because if you did that, that's when I bought this rakish hat. So in Italy, wide receivers were on Thursday last week. Uh, I already bought the hat, so nah. I'll, I'll take the hat off. But I'm just saying to you, if you're talking about circling that guy all week. Got to make sure this guy doesn't do it. Circle that guy because he's incredibly talented. He's a beast. He's uncoverable. DK Metcalf is in your top 10. Has to be in your top 10. Who do you take out? I would take out A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb from that list. Okay. Yeah, I would. There you go. I would. A lot of it has to do on the offense and who the quarterback is. There's there's no other way around it. So you're Seattle. You don't pay him. You, you, You have him show up and be pissed off. Debo, Debo, well, and Debo, well, again. If, I, you gotta, if I'm gotta, Seattle, I mean, if the, I'm Seattle, I'm tanking for the number one pick. For what purpose? To get the best quarterback in the draft. To get Caleb Williams or whoever comes out. I'm looking at, um, I, I'm, I'm looking at how good this kid is and why would I want to trade him. And... You're looking at AJ Brown making what he's making. Debo's about to hit it. You gotta he has to be paid. And if not, you're gonna have somebody on your team that is not very happy. I would pay him. That's my two cents on DK Metcalf. You wouldn't? But then what? You pay him and then And then what? What do you mean then your what? Your team stinks. You go three and fourteen. Okay, then you still then you still have uh, your first overall pick. You, then you get the quarterback. You want still too. C.J. Stroud's coming. I mean, I don't know. I don't have. I have no idea what their evaluation of him is. None. Doesn't it, matter. Jimmy Garoppolo's starting Week One for him anyway. Oh, is that your take? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Boy, the way. I, don't I see mean, it. I don't Week see it. I don't One, see it. they're going to start Drew Locke or Geno Smith with Russ coming in with the Denver Broncos. Zero chill from the schedule makers. Zero. Putting Russ in Seattle for week one is 0.0 chill. There's not even a... Great. There's not even... It's a great schedule. Oh, my gosh. Great job by the team, schedule makers. Really? You got to have DK. Because you guarantee a week one win for Russell You just don't want him to pay him. So Don't worry. New New England's not going to go get him anyway. That's not why I'm saying that. Is that right? Okay. (laughs) I'm saying he doesn't want to be there. What's the final poll results over there, Chris? All right. Did they tighten up at all? Talking about Kyler Murray and, uh, you know, he's locked in Arizona through 2028. What's he going to do? Yeah, 4% win a Super Bowl. 82% a couple of playoff wins. 14% NFC Championship game. So how many saying just a couple of playoff wins? That's it? 82%. Jeez. Nobody. A couple of playoff wins. Nobody believes in the Cardinals to actually win a Super Bowl in the next six years. Seven. Seven. Through 2028. Yeah. That one, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's, I don't know. That would be very disappointing. Arizona's got to win one. Well, Tom Brady's still going to be playing. Is that right? <laughs> no. He'll call that Super Bowl. He'll be, he'll be calling the game. Yeah, probably. All right, great show, everybody. I want to thank uh, George Kittle for calling in. Good to know that he's flying back first. He was in seat 25B at first, moved into 19D for 19 Debo. 
Smart move. Try to sneak that one in that there. Delta right? Comfort? He saw that coming, too. <laughs> By the way, the Niners fly 3-4-3. Three, three. That's a giant plane. That's, that's a big plane. That's a 767 at least, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And the starters recline. Might be a seven, six. So they get beds. They get the flat beds. The starters get the flat beds. Thanks Sherman. Is that what defense they run? Do they run the... The 3-4-3? Three, 3-4-3 four, three, 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 four, three, four, three, yeah. defense. So they get the play. Oh, that means they're they're missing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I just meant the three four. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Uh, also, want to thank Malcolm Jenkins for being here in studio as well, and uh, Pete Thamel in our number one. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo is going to join us to talk more about the changing college football world, and Kevin Bacon on Friday's yes. show in studio. We'll see you then. <laughs>